Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan, and today we are going to be talking about the Call of Duty Next event, what happened, the details we got on Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Mobile, and Warzone 2. But before we get into the main podcast, as always, got to do some housekeeping. Go follow the our Instagram, PC Boys podcast, and on our Instagram, there are multiple links to multiple different uh, sites, uh, such as Rumble, where if you want to listen to me give uh, advice to men, talk about society and life in general. Um, That's where I talk about more of the juicier stuff you could say. So go give me a follow on Rumble if you're into that kind of content or if you just want to listen to my opinions, rather you agree or disagree. But do understand, if I disagree with you, you have been formally warned. Um... Also, go follow my getter. If you are following the Rumble, you want to follow the getter because that's where I give my first notifications on when I do post uh, Rumble commentaries, and I eventually put them on the Discord, but I normally wait a good week or two before I do end up putting them on the Discord because I I want to get more people over on uh, getter in and of itself. It's basically a Twitter alternate, uh, alternative alternative. And I want to get people over there uh, that way. So I have another social media space if for some reason my Instagram were taken away or anything. So it's also there for that. But please go and follow the getter, follow the rumble, buy some merch with the merch link uh, if you want to help support me even further. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it, so let's get right into the podcast. So, Call of Duty Next happened this past Thursday, and I know it's Saturday, I'm a few days late to the party on the whole thing, but obviously I got school, I got work, I got other stuff I gotta work around, right? But I finally had some time, and I said, you know, I'm gonna talk about Call of Duty Next. So, the main things that were covered in Call of Duty Next was Modern Warfare 2, Warzone 2, and Call of Duty Mobile, um, I want to start with COD Mobile first because it, there's you know not much information on it yet. Uh, they did show some gameplay of it and whatnot. Basically, it's Warzone on Verdansk on your mobile device, and it's coming like later next year or like mid next year, so like summer 2023 probably. Um, and you know, I mean, that's cool. Um, I, I, The main thing that really has me excited for Warzone Mobile is the fact that all XP and rank progression that you get and battle pass progression you get through Warzone Mobile will directly transfer over to your console slash PC version of Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2.0. So it actually pays to play the mobile version of Warzone because... It actually gives you XP and progression for your console version of a game, which I think is really good, and it gives more people an incentive to play a mobile version. Now, for those of you that don't know, Call of Duty Mobile already exists. It has its own Battle Royale. It has multiplayer. I don't know if it has zombies or not. I haven't, I haven't you know, played it in a while. I deleted it off my phone because it's taking up too much space. Um... But essentially, when it comes down to it, um, Call of Duty Mobile is different than Warzone Mobile. Um, and the progression is completely different. So that's what they basically talked about with Warzone Mobile. There wasn't a hell of a lot. It's basically Verdansk on your mobile device or the first Warzone map, for those of you that have missed Verdansk, you're getting it back. 
Now let's talk about Warzone 2. So Warzone 2, they built from the ground up, obviously including the new mechanics such as swimming and whatnot. But I gotta say, I'm not looking forward to Warzone 2, and here's why. Number one, the looting system. The looting system in this game has gotten reworked to the point where it's like Blackout. Now, I did not like the looting system in Blackout whatsoever, and the fact that they decided to do that for this game, in my opinion, is pretty dumb. Another thing I don't like about uh, Warzone 2 that they showed off is the fact that the map is absolutely huge. Like, they tout the map being big as a like, amazing thing. Here's the problem. Call of Duty, ever since its inception, uh, has always thrived on quick, fast-paced content. If you even take a look at Warzone 1.0, or, you know, just Call of Duty Warzone, it's not so big to the point where there's no combat. You normally get into combat encounters within, uh, you know, a few times a game, um, if you're really good and survive till the later circles, but it's one of those things where making a map big and slowing down the gunfights does not help your case because Call of Duty is designed to be fast, and I don't care if Call of Duty is doing a you know battle royale situation. The problem with it is you don't want to make a huge map because you want to keep gun battles happening all the time. That's why Resurgence mode is one of the most played modes in Call of Duty Warzone. And for those of you that don't know what Resurgence is, by some miracle. Warzone Resurgence is essentially you drop onto a Warzone Battle Royale map with your squad, and when you die, you can get redeployed as long as your teammates or one of your teammates stay alive uh, through the Rebirth Countdown, and then you can respawn, and eventually at a certain point in the game... Uh, they will turn off respawns, and it will basically be like a normal Battle Royale game at that point. But that's essentially what makes Resurgence, and it's one of the most played games, um, or game modes on Warzone because it's faster paced. There's less penalty to dying, um, and the problem with Warzone is it's got too big of a map with Warzone 2.0, so they need to make the map smaller, um, or do something to the map that's going to make engagements a lot more likely. Um, there are some changes to Warzone as well that I, I, I don't know why they put them in Warzone 2, such as the three-circle system that they now have. So essentially, instead of having one huge circle that collapses, of like, throughout the game, you will have three different circles that collapse, and then it will eventually collapse into one big circle, which I don't understand why they're doing that. To me, that just seems very, like, adding stuff that doesn't need it to be added. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes no sense why they're adding it. It's really dumb in my opinion. Um, so they're just adding a bunch of stuff you don't need. And when it comes to Warzone 2, I'm just not impressed with the map design either. Like, I mean, it's it's nothing crazy. I will say the one thing I do like about Warzone 2 is the Gulag. And instead of having one person versus one person, it's 2v2 in the Gulag. And I guess the way that they were explaining it is that you actually have to loot in the Gulag as well to get a weapon to fight with. So, I mean, I like what they're doing with the Gulag, but Warzone 2 itself is not sounding that good to me. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on the whole Warzone 2 thing. Now, the main thing, the real meat and potatoes of the podcast, Modern Warfare 2. 
There's a lot of good to be said about Modern Warfare 2, and I know that Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2 share the same engine and whatnot, and that's great and all, but the problem with Modern Warfare 2, or, or excuse me, Warzone 2, is it's not your traditional Call of Duty game. It's a battle royale, big map, large scale um, situation. And I know that they talked DMZ exists, but they didn't really talk much about DMZ. So we're not going to discuss that on this podcast, but we will when we get more information because I believe Warzone 2 comes out on like the 16th of November. But anyways, Modern Warfare 2 looks really good. Um, when you take a look at the map design, they're a lot more simpler. Um, and a lot, there's a lot of, uh, like, corridor fighting, which I think is really interesting, and it's a, a nice change of pace. They really designed the maps to be much more open, so less places for campers to sit. And they've also given us a lot of changes and even new tools to use to combat campers. So for those of you, because I know that there are going to be people that are listening to this podcast and they're not very familiar on Call of Duty, but a camper is somebody that plays the game sitting in one spot the entire fucking time and they don't move. They literally sit there, throw up trophy systems, and you can't kill them. They just sit there and ruin the game for everybody. I am a rusher. When I play Call of Duty, I am a rusher. I run around the map looking for combat. That's my goal. That's what I do, right? I play very fast-paced. And camping was a big problem in Modern Warfare 2019. People would sit in a room, throw down a trophy system, set up claymores, and just sit there with a shotgun and kill people as they come into the room. And there wasn't really much way to combat that because you can't throw a grenade in the window to kill them because the trophy system will take it out. And then you can't run into the room because you might have a claymore set up unless you have EOD, but then if it's a shotgun, you're pretty much done for. There's not much you can do. And that was the main problem. And with Modern Warfare 2... They've designed the maps in a way that there's not really a place for a camper to sit in a lot of places, but then on top of that, they gave us this new grenade where you can throw it onto a surface, and it will shoot, like, multiple fragmented grenades into the room and blow up the camper, which I think is really nice. Uh, it's a neat tool. Also, the heartbeat sensor now has a battery level. So in Modern Warfare 2019, the heartbeat sensor essentially pinged enemies, um, that are in your vicinity, which made it a lot easier to kill you and, and helped campers out. But now that they have a battery level, when the battery dies, you can't use it anymore. So I think that that's mainly going to benefit Warzone more so than multiplayer because, you know, multiplayer is very fast paced and you die a lot. So I, I think that it's a good change, you know, but it does help out rushers though. Nonetheless, it gives something, it gives the campers more stuff to stress about. Um, so I'm really impressed with the map design, at least from what I saw from streamers and stuff. I'm not going to be able to play till this coming Thursday because that's when the beta will be live for Xbox players and that's when I'll get my hands on it. Um, so for me, I'm really excited about that, but from what I've seen, the maps looked very well designed. It doesn't look like camping is going to be a huge problem and they've given us some new tools to be able to work our way through the campers, which is really, really nice. Movement mechanics. So there's basically everything here uh, that was in the previous CODs. We got sliding, which I'm glad they kept because I know that there were some rumors going around saying that they're going to get rid of sliding and, and go straight into dolphin diving. And I was like, just incorporate them both. Like, don't get rid of sliding. Sliding's a really good mechanic. I would, it would be really dumb to get rid of it. So they got sliding still, which is good. They got the 
attack run back, uh, which is nice. They have your normal sprint, and that essentially this time, instead of having your gun be down when you're sprinting, it's it's facing up. I mean, doesn't really affect the sprint. It's more of like a visual thing. And then, um, last but not least, dolphin diving is back. So that's really cool. And for those of you that are not familiar with Call of Duty, dolphin diving is essentially when someone is sprinting and then they jump and they're in like a prone position, but flying through the air. That's essentially what dolphin dive is. And it was a big thing in the old Call of Duties. But they added that back into the game, which is, you know, really nice and definitely going to make for interesting combat situations when you go to shoot someone and they die behind a table or something. So, very, very interesting. Um, there's a lot of kill streaks in this game compared to Modern Warfare 2. They, they add in all the, or, or excuse me, Modern Warfare 2019. They added in all the old kill streaks. A lot of new ones, too, and I'm very happy with it. It even looks like they took some inspiration from Cold War with one of them, which I think is a really nice touch. Um, so I'm really happy about that. More uh, score streaks slash kill streaks, which apparently you can choose if you want them to be score or kill streaks, which, hey, the more the merrier, more options, uh, the better it is for the players. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to you know see how that plays. Um I'm, I'm really, there's not much I can really complain about with what I've seen thus far. They have a new uh, weapon vault slash weapons bench system where the customization is, so instead of grinding weapons, like, in, in every Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 2019, so 20, so it's been like for the past three games, you would have like 50,000 different attachments for one weapon. It would take you forever to rank up one weapon to max level. It would be like level 70 or some stupid shit like that. In Modern Warfare 2, this year, every weapon has like 19 levels, and then you unlock a new uh, receiver, and that new receiver unlocks a new weapon, and with that weapon, you're able to use the attachments you've gotten from other weapons, but I think there's like specific attachments for each weapon, so some things are not transferable, which would make sense. So every weapon has essentially... A um an upgrade tree, if you will, for attachments, and then you eventually unlock a new weapon through that, and it just takes less time, less grind, which is nice. And if you don't know what grinding means, it means basically the more time you invest in the game. Nobody likes sitting there for hours on end or days even upgrade or just you know uh, leveling up a single weapon. It's really dumb. It's really stupid. Even with the XP token system, it's dumb. So, yeah, I'm glad that they decided to change that. That's really nice. Lowers the grind. Really good decision on their part. Um, other things that they added in that I'm really looking forward to. Um, it's kind of hard because I haven't seen anything that I'm personally excited about. They did add in a third-person mode. Um... That essentially you can play Call of Duty in third person. Now, obviously, when you aim down sight to shoot at someone, it's going to be first person. But you can see your character when you're running around the maps and stuff. Which, in my opinion, I'd rather just play first person because that's how Call of Duty is meant to be played. Um, and I think it's more of a hindrance to play it. But I get why they're doing it. Obviously, in mobile, you can choose to be third person. Um, at least for the uh, Warzone slash Battle Royale part of it, you can... Um, and then obviously they're selling you skins the past three years in the bun, you know, in the store, they sell you like bundles with skins and stuff. And it's all about being able to see your customized character and 
you know, I mean, that's cool and all, but I'd rather just play first person. But hey, if you like to play third person, the option is there. Um, I hope that's not there, though, for um, league play, because if that's there for league play, then that's going to be a big problem. Um, but yeah, so we added some new features in, uh, some good ones. It's just, you know, it, it looks good. It's just, I'm always wary when it comes to Call of Duty. I don't like to be, like, a pessimist, but the problem with Call of Duty is the past many years, like, I would say since Black Ops 3, so what? We've had Infinite Warfare, we've had Black Ops 4, we've had Modern Warfare 2019, Black Ops Cold War, Vanguard. So the past, like, five Call of Duty installments... No, six. Forgot World War Two. Past six Call of Duty installments have not been good. Um, in my opinion, they haven't been as fun, engaging, and Modern Warfare 2 looks like it's going to bring us closer back to the glory days of COD. Not exactly, but the problem is... It's just the brand at this point. You know, Call of Duty has not been on top in terms of quality in a long time. It's It sells like hotcakes every year, but it's still a game that is really cursed with launching with a lot of bugs, server problems, and... You know, features that people, you know, they add in that look cool and sound cool end up not being so cool in practice. So there's a lot of negatives that could potentially pop up with Modern Warfare 2. And although I'm excited for the game, especially for the campaign, always excited for the campaigns, it's still one of those things where I don't know if I can trust the brand to actually give me a good product. Now, hey, this game could blow everything out of the water, make me fall in love with it, and be like, this is one of the best CODs since the golden age of COD. And I haven't been able to say that. I enjoyed Cold War. It was fun, but it was not even close to a, a golden age COD. Modern Warfare 2019 was not close to a Golden Age COD because of all the fucking camping going on. And because of the design of the maps were terrible. The gunplay was great. The graphics were great. The engine was great. But literally, it's all about gameplay. Your game can look beautiful. You can have great flow to the game. But if you're playing a multiplayer game where the maps are designed for people that sit in a damn corner... Setting booby traps for your ass every time you come in. Yeah, it gets boring. It gets frustrating. It doesn't become fun anymore. You know what's fun? Engaging in a gunfight with someone that's not afraid to poke around a corner and shoot at you. Rather than sitting in a room crying like a little girl. I'd rather deal with someone that's willing to run up to me and shoot me. Rather than sit in a room and wait for me to go over their claymore. It's not fun shit. If you play Call of Duty, you understand what I'm talking about. Running into claymores fucking suck. Oh, I'm gonna burst into this house. I'm gonna go clear it out. You burst in, you get blown up. You go back to that house. I'm gonna get them this time. You burst in, you get blown up. They just literally sit there and keep doing the same shit over and over and over again. They're untouchable. It's retarded. Anyways, I'm getting on a little bit of a rant about campers. But the good news about this game... They're giving the rushers a way to fight campers, and they're designing it against the campers, which is good news. Finally, rushing time. 
So, a lot of good and positive things to say about Modern Warfare 2. It's really just down to the execution at this point. Because... We can talk about it. There are going to be a lot of cool ideas. But until I get my hands on it, I cannot tell you if those ideas are good or bad, in my opinion. Um, and that's the main thing. That's, I mean, the beta, to me, is a joke. They call it a beta. But when the game comes out a month after the beta, there's not much time to fix major issues. Like, a beta is supposed to be done well in advance. Well in advance, right? And the problem is, when you make a beta and then you release the game a month after the beta, you got no time to fix shit, okay? And that's the main problem, I think, with Call of Duty. Their betas need to be in the summertime, like in July or in fucking June. Give us time to play the game, give the developers feedback, and then have them at least have three to four months to, you know, fix the bugs and shit, right? Or give us an alpha. Give us some shit to play over the summer to get us hyped for the, you know, fourth quarter of gaming, right, of the year. And give us something good rather than, oh, we're going to give you a beta a month before we put the game out. And then when you get the game, it's going to have all the same problems that it had last time, except for maybe a few fixes. No. I don't know what's up with COD. They've always been doing that, and it's the dumbest strategy ever. It's like if you're actually trying to fix the game, you would put your beta out well in advance. Four fucking months in advance. Not fucking a month. Not one damn month. What are they going to do in a damn month? Nothing. Nothing at all. And... You know what also marks Modern Warfare as a big deal? This is the first time Call of Duty is going to be taking a full year of extra development time to a game. Yes, Treyarch is getting an extra whole year to develop their next COD game. We get no new Call of Duty next year. It's going to be very weird rolling around October next year and there's no new COD game. Modern Warfare 2 is getting two years of development support. And I'm very curious to see how this goes because I'm excited about what Treyarch's got cooking up, but... I'm very excited to see also what Modern Warfare will have in store for us for two years. It's one of these things where it, it's a it's uncharted territory. So I'm very, very interested to see what happens. Because we haven't been here before. Call of Duty for the past, what, over a decade has not canceled a yearly launch before or delayed a yearly launch so i'm hoping and praying that treyarch's next game is good like a golden age cod kind of good i mean you're given an extra year you gotta use that extra year for some good shit right and then with modern warfare 2 i think modern warfare 2 will be a good game i really do but it's always something that you have to wonder, will it fuck up? Will Activision come in and say, hey, I know that you guys are making this game, but we want to make some more money, so do this instead. Activision is a fucking bastard in the gaming industry. These guys are so cutthroat, they will ruin a game just to make money. EA does it too, but I think EA does a lot worse than Activision. But anyways, point still being, it's this whole... You know, Modern Warfare 2 situation, there's a lot of different fronts to tackle it from. 
Number one, will Modern Warfare 2 itself be good? You got to wonder about that. Number two, what's the two-year development cycle going to look like? Number three, what's the next COD game going to be like? Because they get an extra year of development. And then, of course, you know, um, are all the new features going to be executed well? Like, there's a lot of, you know, things to be looked at in-depthly with Modern Warfare 2's launch and life cycle. This is going to be the first COD to have a two-year life cycle. Because the funny thing about um, Modern Warfare compared to uh, any Treyarch Call of Duty is that uh, Treyarch always gives their games content well after the game is made. Like, Cold War came out, what, two years ago? Cold War still getting new bundles to this day. Cold War still getting updates to this day. New weapons and maps. I mean, Treyarch has been one of the best Call of Duty studios in terms of giving post-launch content for more than just one year. And I'm proud of them for that. It's, it's really good shit. But yeah, Mod Warfare 2. A lot to be excited about. A lot to be concerned about on the Warzone side of things. COD Mobile, we're dipping our toes into it. There's not really a hell of a lot of information. I'm not assuming there's going to be anything crazy. I mean, it's it's literally Warzone Mobile. I mean, there's there's nothing crazy to go into about it. Um, another, oh yeah, before, you know, I go on. Um, Modern War, or Warzone 2 has a change of no loadouts in the buy station. But you can buy guns and attachments out of the buy station. So I'm very interested to see how that works. Um, and how they're going to monetize Warzone if you can't use your loadout weapons. So I'm very interested to see how that works out. But I digress. So yeah, Call of Duty right now. Very, very, very interesting time to be alive. lot to look forward to. lot to be afraid of. And a lot of uncertainty. And um, as a longtime COD fan, I'm just hoping and praying that everything turns out fine. But as a longtime COD fan, I also know um, a lot of bad shit can happen too. Because we've got to cut corners, save costs, you know, the whole business bullshit that happens. But um, yeah. So before I end the podcast, um, I do want to announce some things because, you know... Uh, gotta, gotta spread the word on other projects and stuff that I'm doing. So on Rumble, I'm gonna be doing a, a podcast, um, and I'm gonna be talking about the whole, like, alpha male scene, and why I think it's the cringiest shit ever, because part of my Rumble channel is to talk to men, and of course, if, if you're, you know, if women want to join in and listen, you are more than welcome, um, but to essentially explain to men, the whole alpha man's scene is so dumb. It's really stupid. I am here to teach you how to be a traditional, decent man, not a alpha male. Because I think being an alpha male is just cringe. There are some things they teach you that are just not needed, and they make you come off as a major douche. But... I will, of course, in my Rumble podcast, explain what it means to be a traditional, decent, respectable man and what an alpha male is because they're very different. Very, very different. What I'm talking about is what you should aspire to be, not be an alpha male. 
being an alpha male is fucking dumb. It, it is literally stupid. But I'll save that for the Rumble. And I'll uh, talk about that. I know the Manosphere is going to come after me. They're not going to come after me. Because I have a very sensible viewpoint. Because a lot of the stuff that they say, there's good shit in there. But there's a lot of dumb shit too. So you like to go through and like, well this is good, this is good, this is not. This is dumb, this is really dumb. Like, you got, everything has its pros and cons. So we're kind of going to go through about it and, and just talk about it from my point of view. Um, and then... I was thinking about doing a Halloween special, um, some kind of live stream. I don't know if I want to do it on Rumble or if I want to do it on a different platform, but I want to, like, dress up, have, like, a Q&A or just have you guys come on and, you know, ask me some questions or maybe do some story times and shit. Ooh, spooky stories. Just to do something different because, you know, I've been doing this podcasting thing for, like, five years or so. And I want to change it up. I want to do something different. I haven't really done podcast live streams. So I was thinking about maybe doing something like that for Halloween or something. I don't want to do like live podcasts as like a, a major thing. Because I think that it's better to have some kind of control over the editing a little bit on what I put out. But I still like to keep things raw. It's just obviously if you have a big stutter or a big you know, s- you know, segment of nothing. Just silence. Edit it out. Um... But yeah, I'll be sure to do some live streaming, but I want to start doing it with like a Halloween special. Like do do live streams when there's a actual event going on or like a seasonal thing or a holiday thing, you know, just to just to switch up the variety a little bit. Because although I'm doing stuff on Rumble, which is different contests from, you know, the main channel here. Um, I also want to, you know, dip into the live streaming podcast scene a little bit as well. So, you know, try all the different mediums up. Um, but yeah, so that's really all I have to say. I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Um, I know at the end here, it probably seems like I drew it out a little bit, but it happens sometimes. Get on tangents, get on rants. Sometimes the whole thoughts of what I was going to talk about, ah, shit, I forgot, happens sometimes. But thank you very much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed. Go follow the Rumble. Go follow me on Getter. And follow the Instagram. And I will let you all know on all those sites about updates and stuff of what's to come. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about the Discord. Almost forgot about the Discord. Uh, And you can follow the link from the Instagram to get to the Discord. But thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all in the next one.